Welcome to Sunflower Living, a podcast that believes that life is always worth living. I'm Abile. And I'm Linky. Welcome to our working philosophies on life and living with a mental illness. Before we get started, a note. We are not mental health professionals. All opinions expressed in this podcast are our own. Welcome back, everyone. So in this episode, Linky and I are going to be taking you through the kind of tumultuous and really difficult topic of asking for help. Because I think in any context as a person, and I think it's almost made worse when you are a mental health sufferer to be like, I'm not really coping with this current circumstance in my life. And I would, I really do need, you know, outside help and how that can be really difficult. Um, Links, what do you, what, what's your own like experience with that or your own sort of like thoughts around that topic? What comes to mind is just the idea that initially when you, when you know you need help, Mm-hmm. And I think this goes not just in the mental health space, but just in general, when you know you need help, mm-hmm. the biggest question is who to reach out to exactly, and how to articulate what your need is. So as much as in this conversation today, we will be encouraging you to reach out for help and we'll be encouraging you to not, you know, to not be afraid of asking for help because that's the only way that we can heal, grow and, and progress. Mm-hmm. But often I think the stumbling block is who do I go to? Who, <laughs> who is a safe space and who is able to help me? Cause sometimes you have safe spaces but they're not the people who have the capacity or the capability to assist you in that time. So those are the things that come up for me. Hugely. And I think, you know, I've had experiences where, for example, I've called, um, you know, crisis lines and it's been very comforting to kind of have someone on the other side who was very honest to say, I don't, I cannot fully, you know, understand where you are at, at this, you know, very point, like at this point of crisis, but I can offer the fact that I am a human being who is going to hear you. Right. So I think gestures of help or like when going to a place or just reaching out to, you know, whatever it is that makes sense at that time to reach out to. It's sometimes even just like the smallest kind of semblance of humanity and someone being like someone being honest to say, I don't really know what it is you need like right now, but I can listen is enough. So I think it's also like, you know, help doesn't have to be this huge, massive you know, parade of ambulances and doctors all over here to help. It can really just, you know, be calling a crisis line. And I think, you know, in our in our show notes, as well as, you know, on, on like our main platforms, you know, such as Facebook and Instagram, we will link to these things that, you know, just having the space to be like, okay, okay, there, like people do care is enough and can be, that first step to you really going and getting and, you know, reaching out for more help. I agree. And I think to add to that is to say, sometimes we don't know, like I said, how to articulate what the need is. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's okay to go in like that. It's, you know, you're able to say, Hey, something's wrong. I'm not sure what it is, Mm -hmm. but something's wrong. Mm -hmm. And 
can you help me navigate that? Like, maybe can you help me figure out what's wrong? Or can you just listen to me as I try and figure out what's wrong? Yeah. yeah. And quite often we have the answers within us. I think Mm -hmm. this is the big difference. And maybe we do a, um, an episode on this is there's a big difference between therapists, um, psychologists and coaches. Mm -hmm. And quite often I find that coaches get a lot of flack because Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, Oh, you, you know, you're not real problem solvers. Yeah, yeah. That's not what they purported to be at all. Mm -hmm. They said, we will help you walk through a situation. So I will hold your hand, Mm -hmm. but you have to walk. Mm -hmm. And so what I have found in spaces in both spaces is that when you find the right kind of help, Mm -hmm. and I mean this as, as, as much as a friend, like a really good friend, Mm -hmm. and you are able to say to that friend, Hey, I'm, I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what's really wrong, but I'm Mm -hmm. not okay. Mm -hmm. If that friend says, that's okay, Mm -hmm. that you're not okay. I'm willing to sit with you until we figure it out. Or Mm -hmm. I'm willing to, I'm not going to drop you. I'm not going to hang up the phone. Let's talk. Mm -hmm. Let's see what comes up. I think a lot of the time we have the answers within us. So um, again, just that encouragement that don't be afraid. I think there's a lot of fear wrapped up in asking for help. There yeah. is a ton of fear that we have associated with asking for help for various reasons, um, yeah. for various, various reasons. And one of those that I think about is the fear of rejection mm-hmm. and um, that fear that someone's going to let you down. Yeah. And sometimes we have to just be aware that as much as that can happen from one person, mm-hmm. it might not necessarily happen from all the people that you reach out to. Exactly. And I think, you know, I want to add on to, you know, your thought of rejection. I think the ideas that we, you know, as collective, and I think that like is spread across a lot of different societies is that, you know, you think of rejection in the sense of, oh, when you are like, you know, courting someone or like in a romantic situation, but no, rejection comes in so many different forms. So you might, you know, go to your mom or a relative that you're particularly close to and you're like, oh, this is what I'm going through. And they're just not able to handle that. So they'll push back. And that's really disconcerting because you think, oh no, everyone's just going to react like that. Because it's like, if this, if my, you know, safe space or what I perceive to be my space, safe space is not kind of open to receiving me at such a delicate point in my life, you know, then where can I go? And I think people need to remember that despite that rejection, it's okay to keep trying because like when it comes to rejection, like it's almost like this, this psychological thing where it's like, okay, no, hold on. I need to, I need to protect myself. Right. Because where I thought I was protected is not actually able to encapsulate this thing that I'm going through. Um, but that's not necessarily the same thing for, let's say, if you go to, you know, that that close, your mom or a relative that you're particularly close to, and then you go to, you know, another relative who you're not as close to, but you feel safe with, and they're like, oh, I get that. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. And sometimes I find that, I mean, you've been this for me in so many different instances and in very various difficult periods of my life where you've allowed me the space to talk myself to where I need to be. 
Yes. And sometimes, like, and it comes back to what you said about we often know what it is we need, but sometimes we need people or spaces where we can just kind of talk ourselves to those places to almost like actualize getting yes. there and getting the help as like daunting yes. as it is. And I think it, it's almost like it's, you know, as, as two black women, I think it's made very much so it's made so much worse because like, there's this idea of, Oh no, you guys are strong. So you get it, right? Like you, you've, you've got it. And it's like, no, I don't got it. I do not. I very much do not got it. And yeah. we really need to leave room for everyone to be able to be like, I do not know what I'm doing and I need someone to hold my hand right now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to add that in addition to having difficulty in asking for help because Mm -hmm. of all the things we've mentioned, Mm -hmm. I think we also have a difficulty in receiving help. Mm -hmm. Like we have a serious difficulty in, and I use the word receiving it Mm -hmm. because when we get to a point, when somebody offers to help sometimes, Mm -hmm. we're often like, no, I got this. We do do that. We do that. I'm strong or whatever. And that perpetuates the idea that when we do need the help, people are Mm -hmm. like, but I thought you were strong. You Mm -hmm. know, I, I, that's, that's how I have. um, Yeah. That's how I've kind of pigeonholed you. And I think we need to learn how to receive. Mm -hmm. We know we need to learn how to, how to really accept the help that we're offered. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, when I think about that, that's an anxiety response. Mm -hmm. That is a, well, if I take this help, when are they going to ask, you know what I mean? Like, when are they going to ask me to reciprocate? And what if I don't have the ability to do that in that time? Um, If I ask for help, um, or if I take the help that's that's being offered, what are these people going to think of me? Mm. Um, are they going to perceive me as weak? And mm. um, all of the stuff that comes with that is really background noise. Like mm. it's really stuff when I'm really honest with myself that is from the past. It's it's mm. it's old tapes kind of replaying themselves. And I am at a stage where I'm like, oh, okay, that's what's happening. And I'm able to stop it. But there are times when I'm not, there are times when I'm like, I am not going to take that help. Or I'm not going to ask. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tell anybody that this is an issue for me, Mm -hmm. because if I do, what will they think of me? And there's shame attached to that. And again, just, I, I, you know, for myself, I kind of think, and, and, to be completely vulnerable and honest, I think to myself, if I ask for help, then again, um, what has happened? Like, how have I not been able to solve this myself? Why am I not capable? Um, why am I, again, like not good enough to have figured this out by myself? And we have to dispel those myths and those incorrect limiting beliefs because all they do is limit us and they limit our very powerful engagement Mm. with others because there's so much power and there Mm. is so much strength in us being able to come together as, as people, as communities, and to do that helping of one another. And, Mm. and 
to go off on a tangent, it reminds me of Ubuntu yeah. and the fact that we have lost that in society mm. today. And mm. Ubuntu, for those who don't know, is um, a concept that really is underpinned by the belief that I am because you are. And mm-hmm. so we are all interconnected. And, and, and so if I have why can I not share with you? Because mm-hmm. when you have, you'll share with me. But we've become so individualistic in the way that we approach life that we don't want to help another person. Mm-hmm. We don't want to share. We don't believe that people are like us in any way. And we focus so much on our differences versus on our similarities. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, tangent. So coming back to the point, <laughs> um, just to, what I'm really saying is that we need to learn to receive help. We need mm-hmm. to learn to say, thank you yeah, for yeah. being willing to help me. Mm-hmm. I accept that as it is, as it comes with mm-hmm. no strings attached. Exactly. And I think, you know, the, the underpinning of, you know, when you mentioned Ubuntu, I was this thought of like, you know, this phrase that my mom always used to talk about, about like um, in Susutu, which is Ubuntu uh, about right so a person is a person is exemplified about the, like by the people around them so I think it, it's very it's very important to remember that right we have this huge idea of I mean I've said this to you personally when we're talking about I think more sort of like broader scope very pop culture things in terms of you know who it is we idolize and who it is we look up to those mm. people are created right they're not just born or made up of that we we not we but like certain things have happened to make those people get there and yeah. it's other people who have done that you know so it's really important to remember that we are able, as terrifying as it absolutely is I've been in this position where it's like no it's fine I'll just figure it out by myself and then I, it just gets worse and I'm even yes. I'm even more depressed I'm even more despondent I'm even more you know sort of like thinking about very um you know extreme solutions to this thing that I'm dealing with where I could just you know call up a friend and be like do you just have like 15 minutes for me to just you know ramble on about okay and then you know I can I can talk myself to where I need to be um and so it's really important I think you know even though it is it is possible to be an individual within a collective I think Mm -hmm. that's like these two things can can exist at the same time and it's like really important I think for people to kind of come back to that but you know underpinning what you said as terrifying as it is and like coming and also what you said about um I know you're strong you don't need it's like no I do actually (laughs) I I really do someone please hug me um so it's like really important to be able to be vulnerable and to be open to not only that vulnerability that vulnerability being rejected but also knowing that it's okay to try again like it really is okay Definitely, definitely, definitely. And also that vulnerability opens us up to deeper connection with people. And it reminds people as well, just like for ourselves, that we're not alone. Mm -hmm. Because as we are vulnerable, we find out that, oh, so-and-so will say, me too. Mm. Or, oh, I remember a time when that happened to me. Mm -hmm. And that's not to 
minimize your experience, but to say, hey, I get it. I get it. I get mm-hmm. where you are right now. Mm-hmm. And thank you for opening up to me mm-hmm. because now I know how to help you. Exactly. You know, now I know how to how to stand in the gap for you. Whereas before, I just thought that, you know, mm-hmm. you were just, that was just you or, you know, you were just, something else was wrong. Exactly. Um, I remember in, in a movie, actually, and the title evades me at this moment but um the guy is going through a divorce Mm -hmm. and um somebody comes up to him and says hey you know um we've heard you like kind of crying in the bathroom and are you okay and he's like yeah I'm fine you know I'm just going through a divorce and the guy goes phew we thought it was cancer have been thinking you know again just going back to this and obviously he's devastated because they are minimizing his experience but they didn't know they didn't know he didn't say anything so for months and months these people are like oh my gosh like is he like no one wants to mention it he's dying and when they find out they're like oh now we know how to support you now we know what you need it's like oh my god Um, this is totally within our field of reference yes yeah yeah Yes, mm-hmm. I want to reiterate that 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 our vulnerability is a superpower. It is not something for us to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. Um, it really it can help us in so many more ways than we know. I, I kind of want to um, sorry, what's the word? I, I I want to kind of caveat that by saying that obviously we do not. We're speaking from a very subjective basis and it's never easy when you know we don't exist within like we exist within our own context and have our own reference points for these things but it is I think applicable at all times to be able to say that you know it is okay to be vulnerable it is okay to appear weak and I you know put very large quotation marks around that because you know, it's it's always so helpful to me to always refer back to times when I needed someone to be there for me or like, you know, mm-hmm. these perceived strengths. And I had to be there for myself and that's all good and well. But sometimes being there for yourself will just not be enough. And to admit that is where I think, you know, you're so open to receiving help, like you said, Lynx. And I think it's it's really important to be able to distinguish between that the not just the asking but are you able to receive it do you know what I mean I mean that was always something that I said to my I would you know say to my friends or even my mom sometimes when she would be upset with um like a certain friend of hers who she felt was like taking advantage of her and it's like yeah but you shouldn't really help someone with the intent of that being reciprocated you should help someone with the intent that they are then better because of how you yes. helped them. It, it, it should never, when it comes to charity or any kind of like help of people, it should never be from a, oh, I'm going to get praise for this. So I'm going to, it's going to be reciprocated. No, it's to improve the perspective or the day or whatever it is that that person is struggling with to be like, I can do this and this will get better. That should be the impetus for helping someone. And to add that vulnerability that I'm talking about is not trauma dumping. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying go to everybody in the whole world and just, 
you know, tell them every last secret in your life. I don't think that's constructive. Mm -hmm. I know that there are people who sometimes say that we should do that. And I I don't think that that's constructive. I do believe Mm -hmm. is that vulnerability is when we are open to saying, Mm -hmm. like I said earlier, I'm not okay. You don't have to tell everybody. And we talked about this before. We don't have to disclose to the whole world what your mental illness is. Mm -hmm. You don't have to disclose that diagnosis to everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, You are allowed to set boundaries based on that. Mm -hmm. And that is fine. And people Mm -hmm. will know that, oh, okay, so-and-so, this is their boundary. And it's quite clear. Mm-hmm. When I talk about vulnerability, I am definitely talking about us being open in safe spaces. Exactly. And we know where those safe spaces are. We, mm-hmm. we you know, you don't have to think twice. And yes, mm-hmm. sometimes someone who seems to be a safe space is not. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not a safe person. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're able to clock that and say, oh, I think I made a mistake. But quite often, we know who those people are and we're Mm -hmm. able to go to them and open up and be transparent without trying to cover up the truth. And then that way we get the help that we need. So that's, you know, that's where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think that's a beautiful way to wrap up, you know, this overall episode and, you know, the topic matter. And as I said, in the, you know, the duration of this podcast, we will link to resources both, you know, within the US and in um, South Africa as to where you can reach out to receive the help that you might need at the time. I mean, it might seem really small, but what's lovely is that a lot of these um, resources are free and are you know, open to referring you to wherever it is, you know, you can get more specialized assistance. But yes, and as usual, please, um, you know, connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram. We want to hear from you. Write us an email. We do really want to hear from our audience. You know, what is it you want us to talk about? How have you in your own life struggled to ask for help, but then you ended up asking for help and it was, you know, just a really lovely decision for you. And as usual, uh, remember, life is worth living. And a note, we are not mental health professionals. All opinions expressed on this podcast are our own. Our views and the views of any guests on our show cannot be construed as advice or should be used as medical recommendation. If you need help, please consult a licensed medical professional.